0: It's exciting to manage when you get to spend time working on new innovations, exciting strategies, motivating the team to greatness. Ah, that's the good stuff. What about when people smell? That's right, smell. What do you do then? This is Coaching for Leaders, Episode 76. Produced by Innovate Learning. Maximizing Human Potential. Greetings from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave stahoviak This is a weekly show to help smart people improve their communication and leadership skills. And yes, going under the umbrella of things you never thought you'd hear a topic on on this show, this is a episode to help you figure out what to do when people smell and you need to address it. And by the way, there's a lot of other tough stuff that when we're uh, leading others that sometimes we need to address. And this actually came in as a listener question from a member of our community. And when I first saw this question, I was thinking, gosh, you know, I have a few ideas. I'm not sure we're going to do a show on this. And then as I started thinking about this more and more, I realized, wow, I actually know a bunch of people who are in leadership and management roles over the years who have had to address something like this or have addressed something very similar to this. And so um, I thought it would be important for us to address it head on and also to get some feedback from someone who knows a lot more about this than I do. And I'm so glad to uh, be joined this week by my guest, Jacqueline Thorpe, who I had the chance to sit down with earlier this week and interview. Jacqueline's had a long career in human resources, and now she is in the business of training human resource professionals, and leaders and managers how to uh, handle situations like this and many other tough situations. And she brings a lot of wisdom. So here is my interview with Jacqueline Thorpe. I'm pleased to welcome as my guest this week, Jacqueline Thorpe. Jacqueline is the CEO of Train Me Today, and is someone I know that's just a, a great uh, expert in Human Resources, and uh, Coaching Leaders, and so I'm so glad that she's uh, able to join us today. Jacqueline, welcome to Coaching for Leaders. Thank you, Dave. I was wondering first if you could tell me a little bit about what Train Me Today is and how did you get involved in the work that you're doing right now?
1: Well, I started Train Me Today about seven years ago, and it was as a result of going into different organizations and helping them with their human resources uh, compliance issues and those kinds of things, but then realizing that the problem wasn't necessarily in human resources, but it was actually in the training of the supervisors. Oh. So, um, we created some training programs where we teach supervisors how to do just the basics, um, effective communication, communication basic labor law, conflict management, performance management, really, really the basic stuff. And um, on top of that, we also started doing training for human resource practitioners, everything from, we have an HR boot camp where we teach them the, the really foundational HR stuff, and then um, we also teach the PHR and SPHR exam preparation wow. certification programs.
0: So lots of stuff that you all do. And how did you how did you first get interested in this field and, and getting involved with it?
1: Oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> um, it was one of those things where I was a single mom with two kids and I needed a full-time job. And I interviewed oh. to be the secretary of the vice president of industrial relations for a large company called CalComp in Anaheim, California.
0: Oh.
1: Um, from there, the field of Of personnel really began to grow and become what it is today so during the you know the 30 years between that was 79 and today you know we've really seen the field grow and it's been an exciting time to be in the field because even though I have a master's degree in human resources where I really got all of this knowledge and foundation that I have comes from having been there when um we you know when sexual harassment became illegal in in 1980 and um uh, you know and then building you know as new laws and and rules came into effect i was actually there and had to implement everything so when people are totally afraid of papaka, I just kind of laugh. I said, Oh, remember what it was like when we first implemented Cobra? Well we're all fine with that now. So that's that's how I got into it and how I got to where I'm at today.
0: Wow, what a great career. And uh I and that's actually one of the reasons that I've called you because I know you have a lot of experience and expertise in handling Um, You know, some of these things proactively, but also some of the tough situations that come up. So um, we've gotten a question from one of the members of our community, and uh, and this isn't the most fun question, but it's an important question. So I'm going to read the question that got sent in, Jacqueline, and let's tackle this together. So our community member uh, writes in and says, okay, this is always a delicate subject in a business or even a social environment. How do you gently approach someone regarding personal hygiene offenses? As a leader, it's ultimately up you up to you to approach associates regarding issues like body odor or even overpowering perfume. And she says, you know, this is probably not a hot topic in leadership circles, I know. Um, but this is a this is something that comes up for leaders. And and Jack and I was thinking about this question when I saw it come in, and I was thinking, you know it seems like I've heard about this many times, things like this happening and coming up over the years um, where leaders I know have had to approach situations like this. And so I'm wondering when you have someone you're working with or a manager that's approaching a situation like this, what are some of the things that people should start to consider when thinking about how they're approaching a situation like this?
1: You know, this is not an uncommon problem and it's one that I've personally had to deal with many times, and I've had many, many HR practitioners and even supervisors ask me about how to handle this question. Mm. And it's, it's, it is very delicate, and you have to be very sensitive um, to what you, you might get into, because this could be more than a body odor issue. It could be a health problem as well. Uh. And so you have to be sensitive sensitive to, you know, ADA, and um, sometimes people aren't even, you know, aware. They have no idea about it. So it's, it's something that if you approach it appropriately, it can actually be a good thing for the person. And the worst thing you can do is let it go and do nothing. Hmm. So generally speaking, um, my... Advice to anybody who has to deal with this is to approach the person and ask them if possible to um, uh, come into a conference room type setting so that they have an opportunity to be in what I would call a safe zone. And then, um, because sometimes if you ask them to come into your office, it can feel like they're really getting reprimanded, or if you just go into their office, it may not be as private. they may have other people that you're you know can hear what what the conversation is mm, interesting. And so i um and I sit down with them, and also I take into consideration generally their style, so if they're very direct people, then I sit down with them, and I just explain to them look. Um, this has come to my attention and I want to work with you and I want to help you um, get through whatever's going on. Um, And on the other hand, they might be somebody where the the direct approach might not work with them. And so you might want to start with a little bit of chit-chat and say, you know, um, what's going on with you in your life? And you can find out that before you know, there's crazy stuff. They, maybe they're riding their bike to work or maybe they're um, working out in the lunchroom at lunchtime. Mm. Um, maybe they're having um, some type of a, a medical problem that's causing them to have bad breath. Maybe they've got stomach ulcers or, you know, um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I believe diabetes can sometimes cause some type of a, of a body odor. And um, so if, if you approach it that way and you let them tell you what's going on, then they may even just come up with the answer themselves. So you do have to really consider the person you're talking to. Are they the kind of person that, you know, they just want you to be straight up? They don't have a lot of time. Don't waste my time. Come in and tell me what you want. And let's find out. Let's figure it out. Sure. Um, I, I really have had both of those problems where the person... in in one case had was a diabetic and in another case was exercising before they came to work and so um, when I shared with them that somebody had um, made a comment to me and asked me to talk to them about it in both cases they were fine nobody was ever humiliated or or embarrassed Hmm. now the worst case scenario is sneakily not having a conversation with them and doing things like putting deodorant on their desk or, you know, soap or that kind of thing. That's very um, demeaning. Yeah, the
0: I could see how that would get really yeah. messy really quickly. So, and, and I think that this is really uh, insightful, Jacqueline, you're mentioning this, because I think one of the things that tends to happen for a lot of us in leadership situations is something like this comes up and like a lot of times, we start thinking about ourselves first. How am I going to handle this? And, and you know, right. how am I going to, you know, the fear I have around it? Because let's be honest, this is not an easy situation to talk to people about. We <laughs> right. were, most of us wouldn't want to talk to our close family members or friends about the situation, much less someone in the workplace. And right. we get tied up in like what we're thinking and what we're afraid about. And I, like, don't often think about like, okay, what what might be going on in the other party that might be a very reasonable explanation for why this is happening of you know a medical condition and i'm so glad you mentioned something like that because i wouldn't have thought about that without you mentioning that
1: true yeah it's really you know it's interesting and for me i don't think i would have just thought about it it's just that it was actually you know an experience that i had with uh an employee in the workplace and i do think the other thing is is lead, you know you mentioned the the word leader, and we have to remember our role as leader, and that is to go in and you know try to influence them to want to make the change we don't We don't go in and force them you know you're going to be fired because um you smell we need to go in and help them understand what's going on and and help them to make it their idea to um, do whatever needs to be done. Never once, ever, not once, after I've had this conversation with somebody, did we not get results. Mm. Every time the the problem is resolved. And if it was a medical problem, they're able to um, go to their doctor and get something that takes care of the problem. And, And if it's because they're riding their bike to work, they're able to get deodorant. You know, yeah. that, that works on that. But bringing it to their attention is always the best answer.
0: You mentioned one of the things that may not work in this situation, which is, uh, you know, putting soap on someone's desk. It's, it's, it's hard to imagine that happening, but I, I know it does happen in organizations that people make choices to do things like that. Where else have you seen people go wrong or, or, or make mistakes in a situation like this that you would caution people to avoid?
1: Well, you know, just the, the old. Dude, you stink. You know, that's not effective, all right? Um, that is not, you know, that's rude. It's, it's disrespectful. Um, you don't know what, what you're getting into. So you never want to take that approach. Um, and avoiding it, just avoiding it altogether, that's a wrong approach as well. You're not helping anybody. Um, you're not helping the individual, and you're not helping the coworker. Anytime you have to address any de- in a difficult situation like this, it's really best to treat everybody involved with dignity and respect.
0: Mm -hmm. And I know that's something that gets in the way of a lot of leaders is just that that hope that maybe it'll go away or something will resolve itself. And so much of the time, it just, the situation gets worse if it's not something that we address. Um, right. <laughs> so to that point, what kind of coaching, because you, you advise and coach a lot of people who are in leadership roles and HR roles, what kind of coaching and encouragement do you give to people facing this situation to work beyond the fear part of it? Because I think that's the thing that for me, I would, you know, if I had to handle this, I wouldn't be looking forward to it at all. I would try to, you know, put it off and, and and be. I'd be fearful of it. What can what can people do to kind of get over that hump, or what kind of coaching do you give to people that helps them to just kind of, you know, make that first step with us?
1: Well, a big part of leadership is accountability, and we have to um, do the tough job sometimes, and so. If I'm teaching, you know, a a supervisor or even an executive level person, you know, I help them to understand that while we may not want this to be a part of our job, this is a part of our job. It's sort of like parenting. If you become your child's friend and you don't do the necessary things that it takes to raise your child to be a good adult... Um, You're going to end up with a child, you might get a great child, but on the other hand, you're going to end up probably with a problematic adult. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the same way in all of our leadership roles. When we have employees that report to us, we need to sometimes have those difficult conversations and um, we need to realize that this is a part of our job as a leader and we need to handle it. Now, everybody's personality is different. Everybody's work style is different. And I also caution people whose work style is not capable of doing something like this to go ahead and allow your human resources practitioner to handle it for you because um, hopefully whoever is in HR is already skilled and prepared to handle these kinds of situations.
0: Well, it's actually a perfect lead into my next question, which is, you know, in a lot of organizations, there is someone who's in an HR role who has some, uh, some experience and some expertise at handling, you know, the organizational policy and maybe even the legal side of situations like this. So uh, if I'm a manager in a, in a role and this that kind of thing comes up, how should I be utilizing my HR organization and what would you advise generally? I know every organization is a little different, but what should I be thinking about connecting with HR on this?
1: Well, your HR person should be your advisor, your service person, and your control person. So basically what that means is when you have a problem like this, um, it's sort of like your therapist. You should be able to go into HR and have a conversation with him or her about how to best handle it. And then the two of you together can figure out how you want to handle the situation.
0: Hmm. So Maybe, it really... And
1: it may be that I have worked with many people that are so, um, it, it's, their interpersonal skills don't allow them to have the type of kindness that it needs to go in and have this kind of a conversation. Uh-huh. So you may decide that you're really not the right person to do this and that um, the, the HR person should be the one to handle it. Because it does, it takes it takes a great deal of uh, empathy when you're dealing with somebody who has some type of a personal problem, um, regardless of if it's, you know, body odor or maybe they're, um, you know, di- looking disheveled. Uh, they have a dress code issue. I mean, it, you have to do this with kindness. And so... Um, you really want to have a team approach if you're not a skilled leader in doing this kind of stuff with HR.
0: The HR professionals that I know who are really effective uh, are really great about looking at situations like this as a team and a partnership like you've mentioned Jacqueline. So, um so it sounds like it, it you know the best way as from a leadership standpoint that we can approach this is really to go to our HR professional, assuming we have one in our organization, and to really look at this from a team standpoint and to be able to approach this as a team and regardless of who may ultimately have that conversation of that old two heads together are better than one of really right. thinking through how this conversation would go and what are some ideas and some thoughts and maybe us as as leaders willing to take a little bit of coaching too. Mm-hmm. So you're running a really successful organization, and our audience is always curious what successful leaders have done to break through in their own communication and leadership skills. And I'm curious, before I let you go, what's a time in your career that you've had a breakthrough in your own communication and leadership skills or learned a really important lesson about yourself or others?
1: That's a big question. I loved my career in human resources. I mean, I loved every day of what I did for a really long time. And then um, at one point, I realized that one of the reasons why I really loved what I did is because I had always worked in entrepreneurial companies. So I was very much allowed to create and be innovative uh, in in the organization, you know, generally speaking, I would go in as the first HR person they ever had and then help them build that department. And so it was um, in a graduate class that I realized that I had this entrepreneurial style mm. and that I also had something that somebody else might need, which was this 30 years of experience in the field of human resources. So, you know, I, I was sitting there one day and somebody said, you know, you should really teach. And I thought to myself, I don't really want to be a, you know, a teacher, so what does that really mean? And so I started thinking, well, I, I think I'm going to start doing some training. And, and it was really amazing and, the, and it took off very quickly and now, in retrospect, when I, I look back at why it took off very quickly, it was because all those years in HR, I was building relationships with other HR practitioners. I didn't just stay in my office and, and, and my company. I was real involved in the Professionals and Human Resources Association and the Society for Human Resources Management and the Employer Advisory Council. And so at the point when I started telling people, all right, I'm going to start doing training now, I already had a big audience of Mm. people. So, you know, I mean, to answer your question, I realized I had a gift to give others in in, actually in a graduate class. But um, the real aha moment was when I realized I had already built my audience never intending to do it.
0: Ah, ah. So the uh, the realization came at one point, but the the network, the audience, the relationships you built—you've really been working on for twenty years.
1: Exactly. It was it was already set.
0: Ah, what a great and, reminder. And
1: also, not to mention my um, um, co students, you know, at Chapman University. So,
0: you know, it's such a great reminder because I think sometimes people. Um, uh, you know, approach their careers or their jobs of saying, well, this is kind of just what I'm doing for now. And then I'll get to what I really want to do down the road or when I get the right degree or when I get the next opportunity. And sometimes forget that we're always building our our ability to influence and our reputation from day one. And then when we decide to do something new, like you did, and you had a wonderful reputation in what you've done and still do, that people just would naturally seek you out as a resource when you're doing something new, uh, because they trust you and they have a great relationship with you. So what a, what a good right. reminder for our audience. Tell our audience how um, they can get in touch with Train Me Today and or you if they want to know more.
1: All right. Well, we have a fun little website called www.trainmetoday.com, and um, on it you'll see a little bit about myself and some of the other trainers in the organization, and the different types of programs that we present. And uh, you can also feel free to call us at eight 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 nine five one. or no, I'm sorry, eight 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 nine two six two six four four. And um, somebody will answer the phone. It will either be myself or Samantha, who is, runs our office and also does a little training as well.
0: Jacqueline Thorpe is the CEO of Train Me Today. Jacqueline, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: If you've not handled a situation like this before in your leadership or management career, you probably will handle something like this, at least somewhere in this zone down the road. So uh, tuck this away as a, a resource and a tool for you to come back to in the future. And I hope that you have received a few tools and ideas on how to handle a tough situation like this. And I really want to thank Jacqueline for coming on the show, too. Uh, You should have seen my email exchange with her initially when this question came in. Uh, Hey, Jacqueline, can you come on my show and talk about what uh, to do when people smell? (laughs) It was a pretty interesting uh, email exchange back and forth, but uh, we had some... With some good humor about it too. So thank you, Jacqueline, for coming on. And uh, by the way, we'd love to hear feedback from you about what was helpful on this episode. Go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash 76. That'll take you to the notes for the show and all of Jacqueline's contact information. She's a wonderful resource, by the way, If uh, especially for those of you who may know folks in the human resources function. We're looking for training, professional development. She's a great resource for that. And you can, of course, call in feedback as well to me at 949-38-LEARN, and you can always email me directly at feedback at coachingforleaders.com. Hey, I wanted to let everyone know that within the next month, I am planning to host the first Coaching for Leaders live webinar. And so the uh, first live webinar is coming. Uh, It'll be, uh, well, as the name implies, live. And uh, you'll be able to hop online with me and a whole bunch of other folks from our community and interact with me live on a topic. And I'm in the process of putting together some topics right now. I would love some feedback from you. What topics would you like to see? What would be interesting to have a conversation about in the areas of leadership and communication that you'd like to do an hour-long conversation on that you get to interact with me and other members of the community, send me an email, feedback at coachingforleaders.com. I will keep you in the loop on the show here, but if you want to be the first to know, be sure to be on our Mailing list where you uh, get the weekly articles from me every week, usually every Wednesday. I'll also send out an announcement there when that webinar comes up. So if you're not already on that list, go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash subscribe. And by the way, speaking of our community, a great way to stay in touch with me and other members of the community uh, with uh, dialogue, lots of articles, quotes, resources, things that I think that would be helpful for our community. I'm always posting actually a bunch of members of our community are posting stuff up there as well too. So you can do that in one of two places. You can either uh, connect with us on our Facebook page and hit like, or you can connect with me on Google Plus and follow me there, and I'll be posting in both places. You can do that at coachingforleaders.com/slash/facebook or coachingforleaders.com/slash/plus, depending on which one you prefer over the other. But I'll be on both of them connecting with you. And I want to especially, uh, especially, I want to especially thank uh, Leonidas Santos, Frank Madrios, David Peach. Sean McClure, Christian Torres, Adam Bryce, and Barbara Ziokowska. Thank you for either hopping on Facebook and liking us this week or hopping on and connecting with me on Google+. Hey, if you want that midweek booster shot, the article, and the announcement in the future about the live webinar and hopefully more webinars going forward, again, go to coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe. Lots more guests coming in the next few weeks. As always, if you have questions... Uh, Or if you have uh, questions and you want answers about it, you want us to cover a topic just like today's episode, something you're wondering about, 10 other people are too. So send me an email and we will put it in the show queue for a future topic. In the meantime, have a great week and have fun leading people this week. Take care, everybody.